I wanted to ask you, um, this topic came up, and I wonder what your thought was on it. Um, it, it said, were you raised on love or survival? And I guess... Just, this question was asked in general or was it asked specifically to me? Oh, no, no. It's not specific. I'm specifically oh, okay. asking you. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, you, okay. Can, you can talk about how you feel like you were raised. I, uh, and uh, and I think, I just, I'm curious to see what you think as far as the differences are. Like, what's the difference? Because I think that as adults, we get into relationships with people and we don't realize um, a key component is a person's background. You can, um, you can vibe with a person. You can start talking to a person and think that you understand them. But I think that if you don't understand where they come from or how they were raised and, and what was actually put into them or not put into them, um, it, it does impact you in your relationship. So, I mean, I don't think, for me, I wasn't, um, I can't say that I was raised on survival, but I also can't say that I was raised on love either. I just, I don't know if there's like a happy median. My my family yeah. loved me, but I just didn't feel like, I told you, I, did, I didn't feel like I was in a loving environment a lot of times. So... I don't know. I guess my life kind of felt like the movie Fences a little bit. That's why maybe that's why I hated it so much. But Fences. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie before. Man, well, it's a movie with Denzel Washington, and he basically was a hardworking black man, but he was a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You talking about the nineteen nineteen thirties or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Fifties or That's right. Okay. I've never seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. That. Okay. So. Um, well, um, that, that, that topic is, is pretty, yeah, it's pretty heavy, but, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, um, well, I mean, if I just look at, you know, the way I, I was raised, uh, I did, you know, feel a lot of love, you know, from my family, and, uh, I knew what, I can say that the expressions of love, I, I, I was able to really identify with it at an early age, really, you know, um, and really wanted to define love and define the vibe, I think it's important to do. So, we could say, you know, I would say that love is um, a strong uh, emotion that expresses care, uh, commitment, and um, whatever you say, uh,
uh, you know, tended to my needs and, and my wants and, you know, tried to, you know, give me what they felt like was best for me and what they felt like, you know, made me happy, you know, so to speak, you know, as a try. And then, you know, coming up, um, you know, in my, you know, uh, I, I guess you could say coming out with in my teenage years, you know, I've always, you know, thought out being uh, valued and being accepted and being, um, you know, uh, being cared for, you know, being all having a connection, you know. And, and so once you get older, you start going outside the household, you start looking for these connections and looking for these expressions, uh, you know, from other people, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, uh, but, you know, when I would have relationships with, our, had with my homeboys and my hood, or, you know, with females, you know, girls I dealt with, you know, I, I identify with a certain feeling that I always thought out, you know, that I received from, from the household. So what, what was mean? that feeling? And, uh, what was that certain feeling? That feeling of, that feeling of being, um, uh, a wanted, that feeling of being, uh, a value, that feeling of, of adoration, you know, um, and so, you know, I consider myself almost like a sucker of love, a sucker of love, a sucker of love. Yeah, I would, I can see you. You call me that, I've been called that. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and, I, and I think that comes from, you know, me uh, actually having, having been loved, you know, as a child, and it was something that I bashed in, you know. Uh, I was my mother's only son, you know, and, uh, and, you know, she adored me in that respect. Um, and at the time, for a long time, I was the only younger child, you know, in the family. You mm-hmm. know, I was a baby, you know, for the most part. So, and, and everybody, you know, adored me. Like, I'm going back to my point that all babies are adorable, you know what I'm saying, for most people. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so, I, I thought, outside the household, I even thought this, uh, thought out this same affirmation, you know, and adoration for my peers. You know, and uh, sometimes, you know, in seeking this, you know, you do things, you know, for other people's approval because that feeling of being the daughter or that feeling of being, uh, you know, the center of attention, you know, hmm. so you do things that might, might not be in, in your best interest, so, but you're just seeking that emotional gratification, right? Right. So at some point, do you feel like, I mean, so that, that that's your foundation, at some point, I feel like you switched into a survival mode. Like maybe by the time, okay, yeah, okay, so, by the time right, so I now, met so you, I mean, you were still uh-huh. all loving and lovable and stuff like that, but you had this like survival type instinct that you uh-huh. kind of functioned on. So what, how did you, how did you get to that place? How did it go into that? Well, I think, um, you know, getting to that, you know, survival is just, um, I, I felt like, uh, at times, you know, when I have incurred certain instances in my life where I realized how fragile life was, how, you know, I've, I've been around a lot of people who, you know, um, you know, were, were, were in, how should I say, uh, where their life was at stake, you know, they were, or they were in danger situations mm-hmm. or, 
I mean, you know, people getting killed, people getting, you know, being in violent altercation. Yeah. And when you see this, and when you witness, you know, these type of complications, and when you start to get involved in these type of complications, living a risky life, then it's like, okay, I can be snuffed out of there in a minute. So now, you know, with me, I was starting to take things to the extreme, like um, I had to make necessary preparation to protect myself so I wouldn't get, you know, this, this comes from all, you know, being in the street life, right. so I wouldn't get taken out, you know, so from that perspective, a survival instinct kicks in when you want to survive and make it through the next day, right. or make it through this episode in your life, or make it through your teenage years, because, right. you know, the people that you, that, that you might have been around in the street, you know, some of them, they get locked up, some of them are getting, you know, uh, you know, they get caught up in the system, you know, they get, you know, so when you so when you look like and, and i'm not just talking about in our situation because it's a little bit different it's a little unique um, just because of the timeline of, of our lives um but when you look for people and you i mean, i guess i'm i think what what i have heard um consistently is that a lot of women you know we look to love someone and it's hard to love a person who was raised in survival like in raising that survival mode because it's um, oftentimes like you really don't even know what love is you just know um what you need in order to live so like you know yeah and you don't look at things it's almost like you look at stuff from the business perspective like yeah you know stephanie might love me she might like me but i know that if i get with stephanie she could pay this bill or that bill and then we could be good and i think that i think that a lot of times people when they get in relationships with people who have different backgrounds from them it's difficult for them to connect because i think that while I can't necessarily relate to being in survival mode or in a loving environment, um, I think a, a common topic that we um, come across is that there are so many generations of single women in families that sometimes the idea that we don't need a man can come across. And that's not necessarily my story, but this is just, you know, conversations, right? So, I guess the thing is like you you can grow up one way but is it possible for you to be raised on survival and have a successful relationship with somebody who was raised out of love I mean do those two balances strike a match right like because I mean yeah, I, I got you. I got you. yeah. it's got to be a point where you know balance is made uh, because for one you know, if somebody, you know, when you're dealing with the survivors, somebody who has, uh, you know, faced all of the face challenges in life that, you know, we try to get through and, you know, we're going to use whatever resource, whatever is at our disposal to get through those challenges. I mean, it's part of our survival instinct to do. So, I mean, it's, it's part of being human to have this, this, this instinct in order to overcome adversity to certain challenges, you call it resilience, survival, instinct, you know, whatever you want to call it. But once a, a person realizes uh, what this 
component of their humanity is formed and not allow that one component to dominate their whole life and the way they live and the way they choose to be with somebody and interact with somebody, then they, they can strike a balance. They know that there's other things, other components to the human being outside of just survival or survival instinct. But most people, you know, don't, most people don't even acknowledge that is a component of their life. So most people are not going to acknowledge it. It has to be something yeah. that kind of just like happens. Um, and I don't even know why it would happen, right? So a lot of people, yeah. they reach this level of like grand understanding. I always say when women get about 40, they just become yeah. enlightened. If they were some fools, like through their 20s and 30s, by the time they get 40, 42, yeah. definitely by 45, it's like they just like coming into themselves. And even for men, if you thought when we were in our 20s, like, man, this dude is just a knucklehead. By the time we get 32, between 32 and 35, it's like they start turning around if they already didn't have that in them. So I just, I don't know. I guess I just wonder. Yeah, I guess what you were saying about. Huh? Go. No, when people just function on one component or they allow one dimension of their lives to to dominate, you know, their whole lives without recognizing that. It's more dimensions to them on trying to bring those other elements out, those other components out. You know, it takes some, some maturity, and that don't just come with aging. It comes with certain experiences. It comes with um, being taught and being, you know, enlightened by, you know, some yeah, kind of external. Yeah, but what's an example of a time when you would get, you would come into enlightenment? They had 60 seconds remaining. What's an example of a time when you would come into that type of enlightenment? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm breaking down and analyzing everything about myself, but majority of people just like are functioning throughout the day. They don't think that they, you know, this is just life. They don't go and they they don't go deep with it like that. So, yeah, I think. Um, well, I think uh, it can come about in so many different ways. You have thirty seconds remaining. I, I can't give an example like for me, um, you know, being in prison and being in, in survival mode, what happens is, what happens to me is that, uh, I'm not calling that today, but I don't want to get cut, cut off the middle of my phone. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, we can get conversation though. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, you know, being in prison, um, I had to, Look at my life, you know, and, you know, in this situation, and look at everybody else around me as well, trying to figure out how to survive. And that was like the first, first day, but, and, uh, as I looked at so many people and seeing how they were living and seeing how people were, were, were just surviving, and I felt like, you know, just comparing you know, what I wanted for myself and comparing what I've seen around me, I wanted more. You know, so I think, you know, for me, I just had a vision for my life to be more than just, you know, living off this, this prison, you know, environment in the prison experience. So I had to, uh, you know, come up with a way to live above and beyond the prison experience, even though I had to be here physically. Mm-hmm. But I had to, you know, elevate my mind and elevate my consciousness to a point where, uh, you know, I could create a, a new life for myself and I can, you know, set goals for myself that, that was going to, yeah, I was going to develop in a way 
that's just beyond face the Bible, you see. So, um, so and, and, and I, I learned this from seeing other people, other people, you know, I've been around guys who, you know, they actually uh, use this time in prison to edify themselves spiritually, you know, uh, mentally and physically, mm-hmm. you know, whether they, whether they were going to be back here for life or whether they were preparing themselves for life beyond, you know, these prison bonds. And, and just from me seeing that, you know, let me know that I can, you know, recreate my life and live, you know, beyond just this, you know, mere existence of being locked up, you know, and, uh, you know, through education, you know, because, you know, once you start to educate yourself and once you start to, um, you know, work towards spiritual refinement, it opens up all different types of doors, you know, for you. Yeah. You know, regardless of where you, regardless of where you at, it opens up all types of different doors for you as far as you being more confident about yourself, you having uh, a broader perspective of what life is all about. And so now it goes beyond just your instinct, you know, to, to uh, get your base needs. Now, you know, it's like you're living beyond just yourself. You're trying to help other people. You're trying to, now you got a purpose, you know, that goes beyond just, mm-hmm. you know, your, your personal needs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but everybody needs purpose, right? And that's one of the fundamental ultimate needs. I believe everybody needs a purpose. Yeah, because, and I I, I agree with you on that because I feel like people who don't have purpose or don't know where to start or what their purpose might be, it's just like they they are trapped in this cycle of living every single day when it's not necessary. When you have a purpose, you're working towards something and it's not just like you're going through the everyday rigmarole and you're miserable every day because you... Never know what's coming next because you don't know what you're working towards, right? I think you can't really predict. You can't really predict life in itself, but when you're working towards something, it gives you something to kind of like set your eyes on that's further on down the way that makes all the little things that you're going through each day to day on the day to day basis kind of be minuscule because you know that the end will justify the means. Like even me, you know, with my, with my employment, I'll be like, man, but with my eye on the prize, you know, I've been able to look at it a little bit differently. Like, well, I just need to do this so I can get to this place here. And it just makes everything, you know, so much different. And I think it's very, and I think it's very attractive. I think I gave you an example. I say attractive. I ain't talking about just sexually attractive. I'm talking about it's a natural attraction that people have, that human beings have, to purpose mm-hmm. and identify purpose and, and have an organized life. And when I used to walk on the yard, because I mean, I was able to really get into my own visualization. I had to, I had to visualize how I wanted to see myself during this time and the improvement that I was going to make in my life and how I was going to recreate my life and all the doors and opportunities. I didn't really, I didn't really know all of those opportunities ever opened up, but I knew that uh, that I could live beyond just you know just prison existence. You know what I mean? You know, with with certain things I could dedicate myself to, and then anchor in a higher purpose. And you know, I wanted to anchor myself in a vision and a purpose of not just you know doing the time, the amount of time, however amount of time that that I would have to do, but how I'm gonna come out at the end of doing that time. You know, how I'm going to be a better person, how I'm going to 
be, you know, um, advance myself, you know, mentally, physically, you know, these are the things that, I, that I'm focused on now, not just trying to get five day to day into the time is up, you know, but how I'm going to come out after that time is over. You know, this is part of recognizing the value of time. So, um, but it was another point I was about to make, too. Um, uh, I can't remember, I kind of lost it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the whole thing is, is um, you know, when a person, going back to, to purpose, oh, yeah, how people are, are attracted to purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Attracted to, um, you know, because we have this natural inclination to strive for the aim, you know? Right. And I remember I used to walk to the yard, and it was, you know, when they did the yard traffic, and all the inmates would come out, and they would be going wherever they're going. And um, this one officer, she was a lieutenant. She paid attention to everybody because that's part of her job, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest where everybody's going. You have some people that come out the bed and they just coming out. They don't have nowhere to be. They just want to come out and see who else is out there or whatever. You know, they don't have a particular destination where they're going. But I'm going to the destination. And this lady, she said, she noticed it. And she she brought to the other guy's attention. She was like, where, where are y'all going? You know, she was like, y'all just come out here wondering. She said, look at him. She was talking about me. She said, look at him. You see, he walking, I, I, I ain't talking to him because I know he's going somewhere because he's walking like he got a person. He's walking like he got somewhere to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And once you, once you said that, it, you know, made me kind of reflect on how I've been care of myself, you know, up until that time, you know? I've always had a destination, I always had someone, all the stuff I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, it might be for other people, but it's, it's, it's a high purpose. You know, it's like I'm living. It's like I ain't even living in prison. You know, like I'm living. Oh, I know you act like, like you're on the dorm. You act like you're on the college yeah. campus. Um, I'm living. I'm living as I'm free because you know this is part of my aim. You mm-hmm. know, everything I'm doing is working towards how I want to be. You know, after my transformation, mm-hmm. so I'm living as that individual right now. Yeah. You know. That's good. I mean, do you think that, um, I don't know how to even ask that question, so I guess never mind. But I think that that's, um, that's an excellent way to be because, you know, they say, what they say? You know, you're not ready to to leave until you're ready to stay. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. You're not ready to leave until you're ready to stay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. What that makes yeah, what that basically means is you have to be already, you know, living, you know, uh, as a free man before you even get your freedom. Yeah, but I mean, that applies yeah. to life in general, right? So That applies, that applies to life in general, you're right. Yeah. 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 So, That's I don't know, I just thought, I, I mean, I know we kind of got off the original topic, but I think it uh-huh. all kind of ties in. I think there's different ways, I just... I guess I just never, um, I just never paid attention to how all these things, um, kind of correlate. Now I'm, I'm always paying attention to different characteristics, but if you would, if you could easily, more easily identify with the person based on their particular purpose or based on how they were raised, it would help you to understand a person that much quicker as opposed to spending months and months and months 
trying to get to know somebody only to find out y'all are not on the same page um, for that particular reason. I think, and I think this is kind of like the key component for a lot of people that they don't get and they don't understand. These are like the subtle cues that you miss because initially when you meet a person and you have interest in a person and you want to build a relationship, it's not based off of the fact whether or not they are walking or moving in purpose or if they were um, raised up in love or in survival mode. So I think that, um, man, those, those are just like some really great first type of questions. You know what I mean? Like just to try to help you understand and identify with the person so that you can better understand how they think so that, you know, without putting a lot of time, effort and energy into something, if something is worth your time. Yeah, and I think that, uh, I, I don't know, I think that, I mean, if you know uh, that this is a distinction that you want to make sure you hone in on before you really start to invest a lot in a relationship, um, I think you have to identify with some of the cues that uh, go with each, you know, uh, characteristic or that go with each, uh, what would you call it, each uh, foundation. You know, um, a person who is in survival mode mentality, you know, they're going to be operating from a self-centered, you know, mindset and self-centered position, a selfless position. You know, because you're talking about survival, you're talking about a person, he, he or she is trying to, you know, get what they need, even at the expense of others, right? Yes. Right, because it's all about protecting uh, their, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but if a person is uh has a foundation or was raised on love or that's the primary motivation that's what they seek out. You know, they're they're gonna be more prone to make a connection and make it feel more prone to being loyal to the other, you know, who they are invested in and involved in. Right. And it's not just gonna be about yeah, it's not gonna be about just take what I get yeah. so I can, you know, get on through. And yeah. and I was explaining when I was talking to Alicia earlier, I was telling her You know, loyalty is one of the hardest components to find in a person. You can almost teach a person anything else outside of that, right? So, um, and that's just my personal opinion. Like, I feel like uh, loyalty is one of the biggest components um, in any relationship for me. And outside of having other knowledge, I feel like if you're a loyal person, I can teach you how to, I don't know, um, how to do different stuff that you might not know how to do. I can show you what I know, but I can't necessarily, loyalty is something that I feel like is, it's almost like it's not, it's either there or it's not. It's, it's, it's a very hard thing to like teach. That's my opinion, but. Teaching loyalty. Man, that might be another topic too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how did I even come to a point to embrace, you know, I've heard a lot of people that tell me, and I do pride myself on being loyal, but, yes. but other people have recognized it of me as well, you know. They say you, you know, you're very loyal, yes. you know. And even sometimes it might be too far. Yes. Uh, but I don't know how, how did I, you know, how was this value raised, you know, uh, it's a such a high, uh, a high level, 
communicating within myself. Well, I think your mom, um, your mom is a loyal person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. is, yeah. that is a learned behavior. Like that's something that you learn. Like, yeah. so I think that that's well, 60 seconds remaining. That's kind yeah, of what right. it is. I mean, and for me, my mom, my mom was very loyal to, to a fault, um, herself. Um, but I think that, um, that that's important, but we, you know, that's a whole another topic and maybe for another day, but this was good. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I did think that was it. Brought a lot of insight out, because uh, I don't think I ever really looked into that. You have 30 seconds remaining. The aspect of, uh, you know, as far as identifying certain characteristic traits and the foundation of those, of a person's character based off of how they were raised in love or survival. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I mean, it would help a lot of people. He fine. Yeah. Oh. He was born in survival. You know, he was raised in survival mode. That's <laughs> throw up some red flags for yeah. you if you were raised in love. Like I do, like you can't 